Hey, this is Anya, and thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Um, welcome to episode five. I hope you had a great month of May celebrating all the festivities and activities. Um, I'm not sure how most of you feel about it, but June is here and we're almost halfway through the year. So on today's episode, we will focus on the state benchmark um, and follow up with Sarah's Mental Health Minute. Um, For our announcements for this episode, um, what we'll do is have some reminders from Andrea, um, similar to the last episode. And so here we are. And here's something fun that I learned about this week. Horizons at St. Richard's Episcopal School has a Facebook page. And every Monday night at 730, one of their staff members reads a children's book live on Facebook. Pass that on to your clients. Our partners at Indie Reads are offering a free certification for our clients and their families in customer service. To sign up, the clients can call 317-384-1496. The classes are held at the Central Library. If you have any clients who are interested in home ownership through Habitat for Humanity, they are now holding info sessions for families who are thinking of buying a house. These sessions are the first Thursdays of every month at 6 p.m., at Habitat for Humanity, which is 3135 North Meridian Street. The Mount Zion Academy at 4549 Boulevard Place here in Indy is now a Paths to Quality Rating Level 4. Great job. Congratulations. They also have openings for all ages, preschool, and on my way pre-K. And if you haven't heard about it yet, all the Indianapolis libraries are partnering with New Fields this spring, who have kindly provided a limited number of free spring blooms passes that's happening at New Fields. They can, the clients can inquire at their local library branch. The libraries are also offering free bus passes for the families who are going to attend the spring blooms at New Fields. This is Tom Ricker, and I'm talking with Lisa Crane today about McVie Benchmarks. Lisa, to start us off, can you talk about the history of McVie? Sure. McVie stands for Maternal Infant Early Childhood Home Visitation. It's a department within U.S. Health and Human Services, Maternal Child Health Bureau. It was established under the administration of George W. Bush to support evidence-based home visitation in the U.S., And then in 2010, under the Affordable Care Act, funding to the states came available to support evidence-based home visiting models. States were able to choose from a list of approved programs and determine which they wanted to use for McVie funding. Indiana chose to expand healthy families in a few counties and to begin implementation of NFP. So this provided Goodwill with the funding to begin our first three Marion County teams and to study the NFP guide model as an enhancement. So how did the benchmarks take shape then? At the beginning, each state was asked to determine which benchmarks they wanted to measure to demonstrate the value of the program. So folks from ISDH, DCS, Goodwill, and IU spent many hours in 2011 and 2012 
working through the Indiana Evaluation Plan. The intention was to have metrics to present to Congress in a few years, and that would demonstrate the value in the investment and enable reauthorization of the funds so programs could continue serving families. If every state had different benchmarks, that doesn't sound too fair. Well, immediately it was apparent that combining all state benchmarks into a coherent report for Congress was going to be almost impossible. I still remember attending a national home visiting conference where some Indiana folks got to meet Dr. Michael Liu, who was then director of the MCH Bureau. The first thing he said to us was, will you be really mad if we change the benchmarks to be consistent across the country? He asked that because he knew how long the process was to come up with these benchmarks in the first place. But by that point, we realized there would be changes coming. Sounds like a big change. Actually, there were many benchmarks that were the same in almost every state. And work to change the benchmarks did occur at the federal level. But in the meantime, we were reporting our Indiana benchmarks. So after the national benchmarks went through public comment and were approved last year, we have begun reporting these. There were not big changes, and many of the benchmarks did remain the same. So how is the data collected and reported? So data is collected from DMCN by ISDH and from the Healthy Families Database by DCS, and then it's all provided to a third-party contractor to analyze and report that performance. Every quarter, Lynn, Tom, you, (laughs) Casey, and I attend a meeting with ISDH in which the cumulative metrics for the year are presented. We can identify problems like missing data and then work to figure if poor performance is related to the way we're documenting things or answering a question. We work on quality improvement and performance throughout the year, so when the annual report is due to the federal government, we feel good about what's being reported. McVie isn't the only funding stream we have. Why does that one matter so much? Well, ISDH has decided to use the McVie benchmarks to evaluate NFP performance throughout the state. So now we're required to report these on these benchmarks for all our state funding. So that's funding that supports central, northeast, and northwest regions, as well as Lake County. What can a nurse home visitor do to make any difference? Well, nurses have a big role in this. Um, Nurses can learn how documentation can affect these benchmarks and identify ways in her practice that can contribute to excellence in performance of these benchmarks. Goodwill NFP is proud that we are high performers in many of the benchmark areas and we're improving in others. Our data administrators, you, Tom, everybody, Um, work really hard to keep our data clean, and our supervisors work hard to assure that nurses have the tools they need to do the work. So it's a team effort. Thank you for sharing the history with us. It's good to know the background. Thank you for the opportunity. Hi everyone, this is Lisa Sledge with your Benchmark Documentation Minute. Today, we will talk about benchmark number five, which is directly related to postpartum care. This benchmark is a performance indicator. 
which reflects interventions we provide our clients. Please answer yes to question three on the encounter form where it asks if the client or client's child has received any health care since the last visit. Once you save that encounter form, it will instruct you to fill out the health care services form. Please open up your health care services form. Question one is highlighted in yellow. Remember, anything highlighted in yellow is directly related to benchmarks. Question one says, since our last visit, have you received any of the recommended prenatal or postpartum visits? You want to select yes, and then at the bottom, it says one to eight weeks postpartum. Please check that box. This is where that information is pulled from when gathering data for the state. Also remember to mark that she completed a postpartum visit on the use of government services form that is filled out at six months. If you have any questions related to this, please ask your supervisor or Tom. This has been your Documentation Benchmark Minute. Have a good day. Hi everybody, this is Sarah Pollard, your friendly mental health consultant with Nurse Family Partnership. Welcome to the Mental Health Minute via NFP Podcast. I'm really excited to be here today with you all and to share some valuable information. For the next five to six minutes, we will be talking about a tool and resource that can benefit both you and your clients. As always, a quick link to the tool and resource discussed today can be found on the As Heard on the NFP podcast section of the Mental Health Toolkit on the Hub. So let's get started. First, we're gonna talk about a resource, and that resource is the Mental Health Cheat Sheet. The Mental Health Cheat Sheet is a document that was created by the NSO that essentially summarizes facilitators that you use that have mental health content in them. So this Mental Health Cheat Sheet is divided into facilitator name, intervention category, and keywords. And particularly, the intervention category piece is divided into assessment, behavioral activation, communication, interaction with the child, problem solving, and stress reduction, and last but not least, symptom recognition and tracking. So again, as always, the mental health cheat sheet will be linked to the as heard on the podcast section of the mental health toolkit on the hub. Take a look at it. I would love your feedback on this resource. Next, we're going to talk about a tool, and that tool is guided imagery. And I'm sure you all have heard of guided imagery before, but essentially imagery or visualization involves using your imagination to help put your body in a more relaxed state. So just as your body can become tense and stress in response to thoughts that make us angry or anxious, the body can also become calmer and more relaxed in response to calming, peaceful, and pleasant thoughts. One of the basic ways to use imagery to relax is to close your eyes and imagine being in a place that is peaceful and relaxing to you. So we're going to do that together today. If you're where you're currently at in your car, in your home, whatever, if that location allows for you to do this exercise, that would be great. If not, you can certainly try it later. So we're going to start 
by first closing your eyes and allowing yourself to get comfortable. You're gonna begin with a few slow, deep breaths in through your nose and out through your mouth. Letting your body get relaxed. Let the chair fully support your body as you continue to breathe and relax. Now, use your imagination to picture yourself walking slowly along a path. It's a pleasant path, any kind you wish. It's a beautiful sunny day and you feel relaxed and happy. You can feel the warmth and energy of the sunlight on your skin. Soon you come to a gate and you know this gate leads to a really special place where you feel welcomed, safe, and comfortable. You push the gate open and you allow yourself to enter your very own private garden. And you notice a lot of things. You notice flowers, maybe those are roses. And you notice some other things like blooming trees. You see animals like birds. And maybe you see some squirrels in your garden. In the background, you hear some water trickling. There's a small water feature in this garden. So look around now and notice what else is in your garden. Notice what you can see, what you hear, what you can smell what you can reach out and touch. Notice details about everything. What are the shapes of various things in the garden? Look at the sky and notice what color it is today in your garden. Are there clouds? Is it a clear day? Does it feel warm? Is there a breeze? Your garden is calm and tranquil and can be anything you make it. Everything peacefully coexists in your garden. And as you are looking around, become aware of how things might feel in this private place of yours. ready to leave, slowly back towards the gate of your garden. You've enjoyed your visit to the garden and you feel relaxed and content. This good feeling will remain with you throughout the day. You push the gate open and you return to the path that led you to your garden. As you make your way back up the path to the here and now, Remember that you can use your imagination to return to your private garden at any time you wish. You are now ready to resume your day. Stretch gently and open your eyes feeling refreshed and alert. So thanks for joining me in the garden. 
But remember too, you can create or visualize any space you want. It could be a beach, it could be a garden, it could be hiking in the mountains, whatever works for you. This is your private place. And the key to visualization is really engaging your senses in that process. What are you seeing? What are you hearing? What are you smelling? What can you feel? So thanks for joining me in the garden. And now a quote from John Steinbeck. And now that you don't have to be perfect, you can be good. Remember in life, both personally and professionally, we're striving for progress and not perfection. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. Well, thanks, Sarah, for your mental health minute. And thank you, Lisa Crane, Tom, and Lisa Sledge for talking to us about the state benchmark. Um, if anyone would like to be on the next um, episode, please reach out to me. My email is omnia.carson at goodwillindy.org. Thank you, and we'll catch you next time.